Jesus Christ, that's Jason Bourne. James Francis Bryant, Iowa. Sheldon Willis, lot of gaming commission. Francois Wapina, captain of the Me, sir? I don't know who I am! I'm a botanist. I'm a Texas Ranger. I am a traveler in both time and space. Impersonating practically anybody. I didn't like that man. Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of Sideways, your favourite podcast about Matt Damon. I'm your co-host Hannah with always my friend Sean. Hello. If it's your first time listening to Sideways here, what we do is we travel the peaks and valleys of Matt Damon's film career in Hollywood in general and y'all we're still in the fucking valley. I'm still in, in the building. <laughs> did you edit that in? To that? Yeah. Uh, wait, did I? I don't think you I did. think I did. No, you didn't. No, I didn't. No, I was uh, sleepy when I was doing that that's edit. That's fine. Yeah. Um, today, on episode, like, 19, 18. How episode f- 18, movie 19, because we missed the good old boys. We missed the good old boys. We're talking yeah. about... T- fucking Matt did too many movies in 2000. Yeah, he did. He did four. <laughs> this is the last one of the yeah, 2000, we're, of 2000 we're, right? we're free soon. Yeah. Um, All the Pretty Horses, directed by Billy Bob Thornton. Why? Um, starring... Matt Damon, Penelope Cruz, Elliot from E.T. That's the other guy. Yeah. I don't know his name. I don't either. I'll I'll look at it now. Um, This is a movie that exists. Uh Uh-huh. It sure is a film. It has a reputation for being incoherent because it's based on a book. It's based on a Cormac McCarthy book, which are notoriously difficult to film just because of his writing style. Yeah, I've never read a McCarthy, have you? Uh, I read The Road. I do not... (laughs) I thought I had the other day what? when I was leaving the last record. I was like, I'm going to say this to Sean on mic because I think this is funny. Okay. Where did the road and the road to perdition exist? And those posters are the same poster. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is it Vigo in both of them? No, it's Tom no? Hanks in the road to perdition. Okay. But it's the same poster. It is, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I wonder if that was intentional. I don't know, but I thought about that like, that came to me the other day, which yeah. is like, did they come out at the same time? And I got. I started thinking real deep about the road and road to perdition for about five minutes. I've never seen either movie. The road's really good. Is the road to perdition any good? I haven't seen it. I've heard I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, probably. Uh, Henry Thomas is the guy from. Thank you. Um, and Seamus Black playing a felon. We'll get to him when we get to. Which one is? He's the, the teen. Oh Jesus. <laughs> Oh God, Lucas Black. He Lucas Black. I get. Yeah. I said Lucas Black. I said Seamus Black. Oh, who's Seamus Black? I'm I thinking of no Sean Black. You're thinking of Shane Black. I am thinking of Shane. Director Black. of Iron Man Three. Oh, thank God we never have to watch anything in the MCU. Ah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, it's your first time listening to the show. Welcome. You've picked a weird movie to jump in on, but yeah. that's been happening a lot recently. Uh huh. Um, I love looking at our stats. For our podcast. Yeah, me too. Because they're fun. just funny. Yeah. People got really into the legend of Yeah. Before we do that, we always do a little 20, 30 minute media section because Sean and I do too many things so we don't have a ta- chance to talk about media. Yeah. And as always, I have to ask the first question. Sean. Yeah? How are the X-Men doing? Pretty, pretty interesting. The solution. Yeah. The solution. Yeah. It's uh, 
Um, actually, I met uh, a couple of Hannah's cousins the other day. Hello, cousins. Yeah, hello. Um, who listened to this podcast, and about halfway through the conversation, one of them goes, "Oh wait, you're the X Men guy." <laughs> <laughs> I was in the um, bathroom for that bit. Or else yeah, I that was very funny. That's why I ran away giggling. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, only one issue of X-Men out this week. Actually, two issues of X-Men out this week. But as I've already discussed, I'm not buying Realms of X anymore. <laughs> that bad. Um, I, I wasn't impressed. And the, the pages I've seen from the newest issue have, like, double down on all of the issues that I had. With yeah, it. so they're there's doing, no point. They're doing magic real dirty in that series. Um, but Jean Grey number two is out this week. It's, it's not as good as the first one, but it's still pretty all right. She is she like? Let me go back to the Hellfire Gala still, or so what it is is she's looking at, she's going back through kind of important points in her life, mm-hmm. uh, and being like, if I change how this went down, will that help me to avoid like? All of this shit that's gone down recently in mm-hmm. in X Men, mm-hmm. and uh, the first issue was like when the X Men kind of first came together. Yeah. This issue was her becoming the Phoenix. Oh, that's the first time she went crazy, right? Yes, yeah. Uh, so what happens is instead Wolverine becomes Phoenix, and then Cyclops becomes Phoenix, huh? And then they just kind of kill each other, and Jean becomes Phoenix again in the end because it always is and is always meant to be. Um, it's a little bit less interesting than the last one, I think, because, like, it's much more, it's much less getting into Jean's psyche and her feelings on the situation, and more just showing the thing happening. Yeah, but, like, also, I think her psyche in the situation is, oh, God! (laughs) Her psyche in this situation is, no, my two boys are fighting. (laughs) Oh, did she take both of them? Yeah. Good for her. Yeah. Who's she Uh, with at the moment? She's dead at the moment. You know what I mean. Yeah, uh, her and Cyclops are currently on a break. Um, and then she died, so... Why are they on a break? Because he's getting with... No, he's not getting with Emma. He's getting with someone, isn't he? Uh, he's Yeah, he's kind of getting with Emma a little bit. He usually is. Um, but he wanted to do a genocide. And she Excuse was like, that's me. not cool. There's this like race of, um, of like xenomorph aliens in Marvel called the Brood. And their whole thing is they just eat everything. And they start invading Earth, and Cyclops is like, we can just kill all of them. I mean, they do sound like a pest. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Um, and Jean's like, what the fuck? No. Jean or Emma? Jean. Jean. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Emma doesn't Emma doesn't really concern herself with any of the superhero shit anymore. She, she's busy actually being, like, a, a statesperson. Um, <laughs> um, she's, she's actually running the country. Slay. Yeah. Uh, What's your other comic? Uh, one that I've been reading for the past month and I don't think I've actually talked about in depth on this yet is Ultimate Invasion, number four. Um, that looks like some Civil War. It's not quite. <laughs> I just like saying the names of things, comic things that yeah. I know Sean hates to piss him off. I think Civil War is fine. Civil War 2, on the other hand, dog shit. Is the mic looking real quiet or am I just being... It's always like this. Okay, I'm just yeah. checking. No, it's just, yeah, we're, we're good. Uh... Ultimate Invasion by Jonathan Hickman and Brian Hitch. That's your best friend, right? My, my guy. So, what Ultimate Invasion is... Hannah, have you ever heard of the Ultimate Universe in, no. in Marvel Comics? It's going to be some bullshit, isn't it? Basically what it is, is in like around 2000, I think, Marvel were like, okay, 
we need to change something because they've gone ban- bankrupt in the 90s. This is how the Raising MCU exists, right? In the, no, in, 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 it's, it's related to that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but in the early 2000s, they were like, okay, we need to do something to revitalize interest in Marvel Comics. The comic books. So what we're going to do is we're basically going to start this new alternate universe series called The Ultimate Universe. Okay. Where we're doing new modernized takes on all of our characters. Okay, that's interesting. Um, so it started out with Ultimate Spider-Man, yeah. which is quite good. It's like, I've heard they made that into a TV show, didn't they? Yeah, they like did. Like an animated show. Yeah, I've heard bad things about the animated show, but I never... Well, I, I don't watch the animated shows for any of this shit. That's surprising. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Nah, I don't... I- I don't really care about Marvel animated shows. I feel like you. No, I feel like you were an X Men cartoon kid, though. Oh, I was. Yeah, when yeah, I was okay. a child, I was. Okay, yeah, yeah, just yeah. checking. No, just I've, checking. I've grown out of it. That's surprising. Um, yeah, it was intended to be like fresh start. People can jump in here. Yeah. To like start reading without having to deal with all convoluted Marvel shit. Yeah. And it was super successful. It did really well. But over the course of the next like two decades, fifteen years. Yeah. It just got more convoluted than normal Marvel comics. Oh, really? Yeah. It's fucked. Is it just because it's like, because it's the AU? They're like, yeah, you can do all your wacky shit here, guys. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Because like... That makes sense that that would happen, though. Yeah, it was all people doing like their takes on all these Marvel characters, but they also felt like they had to include bits from the normal Marvel universe into it. And like, it got really complex really quickly. And a lot of it was just really bad. The main series, which was The Ultimates, which was the AU version of The Avengers, had three series. Mm. One of them's pretty good. The first six issues are fine. And after that, no. It's it's all really edgy as well. Because it's 2000. Exactly, yeah. The only thing that's consistently good, and the only thing that I've read all of throughout The Ultimate Universe, is Ultimate Spider-Man. Yeah. That's... Good. It's just Spider- yeah. it's Spider-Man. Um, it's where Miles Morales was introduced. Yeah, I feel like that's where I've heard of him. Yeah, and Samuel L. Jackson plays Nick Fury because in the Ultimate Universe, Nick Fury was drawn as Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like, the, the MCU takes a lot of inspiration from the Ultimate Universe. Yeah. Like, the Avengers being, like, a government-sponsored thing and all okay, that Okay, that's, that's where... Yeah. That thing comes from. Okay. Yeah, it's all very... Which makes like, sense why they do that and it's like, yeah, we're modernizing the comic, let's put, yeah. use this for our Marvel universe. Yeah. Uh, it's, all, it's all very like War on Terror as well, like that's the vibe, because it's the 2000s. <laughs> yeah. But in 2015, in the... Eight years ago. Yeah, in the crossover event Secret Wars. That's what the new phase is for the MCU. Yeah. Right? In... Secret Wars, written by Jonathan Hickman, oh. which I consider to be one of the best comic crossover events of all time. The Marvel multiverse starts dying. Universes just start getting destroyed. Oh. The last two left are the Ultimate Universe and like the main Marvel Universe, okay. and they get like smashed together, okay. and the Ultimate Universe is destroyed. It's oh, gone. wow. But they take all the parts people like from the Ultimate Universe so and just put them into the main It's the way they're like, we have to retire this universe this yeah. is gonna yeah okay it's That's... like it's like we need we can't justify keep making like ultimate universe comics but people really like miles morales so we'll just bring him over into the main universe yeah and ultimate invasion yeah is jonathan hickman bringing a new ultimate universe into being okay it's really weird i don't know how to describe what happens in this it's good i liked it but 
It's very Hickman. It's is very it like first... high concept sci-fi shit. Hickman listeners is the X-Men man. In case, yeah, yeah, yeah. In case you <laughs> Mr. Don't... X-Man. He's Mr. X. That, no, Sean's yeah. Mr. X-Man. But he's Mr. 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 X-Men, yeah. X-Men. Yeah, this is the, like, it's a four-issue miniseries basically being like, there's a new Ultimate Universe, here's the setup for it, we're going from here. Do you think that's because the, their comic sales started doing bad again? So they were like, let's try it again, motherfuckers. Or do you uh, think it's it's to have stuff that they can have multiple universes for the MCU movies? Yes, that's it. You I think, think I think yeah. the Ultimate Universe is going to be very MCU-inspired, okay. rather than it being the other way around. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, it is. Although I don't know, because Jonathan Hickman is... <laughs> The, like the guiding hand for it yeah you know actually who was supposed to be the guiding hand for this and who was building up to do this himself for years spicebury no kevin smith no i've ran out of it was donny cates the guy who got, who got hit, hit by, by the, the truck book? yeah yeah so when he got hit by the truck he had to drop this and hickman had to step in to, oh so maybe hickman yeah. doesn't want to do this well, I mean, he's sticking around for it. Okay. He's doing Ultimate Spider-Man. God, you really just want to be friends with all the comic book writers and know this, this inner workings of Marvel. I just want to know. I just want to, like, be a little fly on the wall oh, in those meetings. you just want to be in those meetings. Yeah, yeah. I do. Yeah. Have uh, I ever told you about, speaking of meetings, that mm. they did this thing once for the F1 drivers where they filmed one of their, like, safety meetings. Okay. They're fucking rap bastards to one another. It's very really? funny. There's like this guy who was like, he's, he's died really young. This guy called Charlie Whiting, who was like the head steward. And they're actually like, Charlie, are you allowed to do XYZ thing? And they're like, no, why? And I went, well, Lewis did that at the last race. So I think he should get a penalty. Dab. It's very Maybe funny. he should. They're all just sitting there like, I don't want to be here. And then they're like, Ooh. The girls are fighting. It's very funny. Speaking of the girls are fighting, I gotta watch a movie with a girl that <gasps> fights. Yeah. I gotta see, watch Edge of Tomorrow. Oh shit, nice. There's a girl that fights in that yeah, movie. There yeah, there is, yeah. Um, That's a good movie. It's a good movie. That movie's a much, like, it's so funny when you watch movies that are set in the distant future. Or like, not the distant future, but the like, near future. Mm-hmm. And they were like two years ago. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and if you've not seen Edge of Tomorrow. Also known uh, as Live, Die, Repeat. Because after the movie came out, it flopped. Did it? Yeah. It didn't do very well in the box office. So what they did for all of the like like DVD releases, releases and stuff is instead of having the title on it be Edge of Tomorrow, they had Live, Die, Repeat yeah. in like huge letters on it and Edge of Tomorrow like tiny down in the corner. Yeah, because that's how I so, remember yeah. the poster campaign for it. Yeah, so that it would look like a different movie. Yeah. Um, that was part of Tom. We're not doing Tom Cruise because no, I don't want to. Do I don't. Cruise. I don't want to do Tom Cruise. No. Um, but I do kind of like his weird. I'm just going to do a lot of sci-fi movies in the mid yeah. 2010s because, like, he did Oblivion. Not Oblivion. That's a game. He did. No, Oblivion was also. A, the, yeah. Yeah. He did Oblivion. I got confused with Elysium there, which we are going to watch. Yes, which we are going like, to watch. That's, that one. That kind Is of, that Neil Blomkamp? Yeah. Yeah. I don't hate that movie. I haven't seen it. I have not seen it. it that was, that's the movie I got brought to see because it was a Matt Damon movie. Sure. Um, but oh, Edge, yeah. Yeah. Um, Edge of Tomorrow or Live, Die, Repeat is a ni- 2014 movie by Doug Lyman, which I feel like... Is Doug Lyman who I think he is? Yeah, he's a Mr. Born Identity. Oh, okay, He did the first cool. born. So, nice. like, that's kind of the vibe of it. It's less shaky cam, but it's... 
this alien like parasite has invaded earth and this like tom cruise plays like an army comms officer that you find out early on in the movie he's like yeah i used to work in marketing and then the war started so now i'm selling the war and i'm like i guess you are uh jerry Maguire, but evil um <laughs> but then he like pisses off brendan gleason who's like the head military officer mm. so he gets sent into the front and this is the first about 20 minutes of the movie yeah and i think I don't know, I don't remember the advertising campaign at all, but the thing about this movie is he basically dies during the invasion and you find out that the aliens have a, like, time reset ability that he's mm-hmm. inherited it. So anytime he dies, yeah, he like, goes back to, like, a certain moment of the day before. Like, an alien gets shot and, like, splatters all over him or something, right? He suicide bombs an alien and yeah. the alien's blood, like, melts him because it's yeah. acidic. Which is like, oh my god. Yeah, so it's basic, It's a time loop movie where we just watch Tom Cruise dying horribly over and over again. Yeah. It's really fun. <laughs> and Emily Blunt is like, ha ah. Yeah. The, I love the part where he's... Um, Training with her? No, the part where he's doing the push-ups <laughs> he and rolls. he has to try and get away. And he's like, he like sees a, a truck rolling by and he's... Like, okay, I need to roll under it. And so we see a couple of shots of him going to roll under it and just getting crushed under the wheels. I think the thing that's so good about the movie is the thing that I always find very hard with Tom Cruise movies is he has his, like, I'm the most charismatic man in the world persona and his Mm. crazy act man persona. And sometimes you're like, (coughs) I just choked on my own spit. Sometimes you're like, I can't see why you are both of these people currently because, like, if you, were at, if you are the world's most charismatic man, I love doing action stuff, you would just be Tom Cruise in the, mo- the movie. Yeah. The Edge of Tomorrow is good because at the start he's like, let me be with the world's most charismatic man. And then I get so much PTSD, I become an action hero. <laughs> and I'm like, this makes sense. Yeah. Yippee. Um, it's very good. Emily Bond's very good in it. Don't yeah, like the romance. You know. No, I, they, there shouldn't have been a romance in that, I no. don't think. 20 year age gap between them. Yeah, weird. He, he could be her dad. Yeah. He shouldn't be. You shouldn't be anyone's dad. <laughs> Remember that whole... Was this around the time it came out that he, like, ate his... After one of his children was born, he ate the placenta? I don't... Uh, so many celebrities do that. Yeah, it's I a Scientology thing. The Kardashians did that as well. Yeah. Is that a Scientology thing? I think so. Wild. Yeah. Damn. Scientology's weird. Yeah, it is. I feel like we should, probably shouldn't talk about Scientology on this, because they'll find us. <laughs> Never. I'm trying to think of a funny segue into the next, another media topic, because we actually have a lot of media Yeah, I actually have one more that I, I forgot to add. You're not talking about The Good Doctor. Good Doctor's over. Yeah. Season finale happened. Yeah. Uh, can, I, can I just add it to the list here? Yes, yeah, add it to the list. Uh, I'll put it in... Just uh, I'll, I'll put it in before your... Oh, they're not in order. Oh, they're not in order? I just have, okay. I just have the list so I can look. Sure. There you go. Oh. Okay. Mm-hmm. Why don't you tell us? Actually, now that we've talked, I've talked about one media thing. Yeah. It's, it's an important time. Oh. It's girl book report time. Oh, girl book. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. I watched this. Uh, I finished all the pretty horses earlier today, and I was like, "Okay, I'm just gonna vibe for a bit." And then I remembered, "No, I have to watch Girls." 
Have we come up with the girls' oh. book report theme music yet? Oh, uh, we should. Because uh, I don't think there's any like theme music. No, there it. isn't. Um, girls just want to have fun, maybe. Um, a creep by Radiohead. <laughs> <laughs> I'll find something. I'll put it in this. I episode. need to play. Uh, there's. I. I was gonna show Sean a song on Friday, but I forgot to. I'll, I'll play it for you on mic and at the end of the media section because okay. I think it'd be funny. Sure. It's just the first 15 seconds because it's an Alana Del Rey song. If you know what I'm... you listen to Alana Del Rey song, you, you know what you know what song this is going to be. I don't know what song this is going to be. Okay. Um, um, that'll be at the end of that. That's a little teaser yeah. for you. Uh, Girls Season 1 Episode 2 opened with Adam Driver and Lena Dunham fucking. What <laughs> did it actually? Uh, yeah. Um... I hate this show. It's terrible. It's awful. Um, I'll never forgive you for doing this to me. Uh, the plot of this episode is that um, Lena Dunham believes that the like that if she has sex with a guy who's wearing a condom after the guy like jizzes. Yeah. Um, the stuff is gonna come out the sides and give her like an STD. That's not how condoms work. No, no, it's not. Um, and so she's spending the episode like freaking out about this, uh, while her other friend is going to go and have an abortion. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like she's making such a big deal out of it, and she calls the friend who's going to have an abortion. And Does she, she know about the abortion? Yeah. Okay. She's like going to go to it with her. Oh god. Um, but she calls the friend up and she's like, "Hey, I know you're going to like the clinic to get an abortion. Could you also like call them up and book me in for an STD test?" Like Lena Dunham, what the fuck are you doing? This is the thing with the show that I don't understand why it was so popular. Did everyone think it was parody? They must have thought it was parody. Maybe it is. Parody. I don't. Know. Is a parody show? No, it's not. No. It's com- it takes itself completely seriously because it tries to make jokes. Oh, no. And they're just not funny. Like, the end of the episode where she's getting the STD test, there is an extended joke about sh- her saying that she wants to get AIDS. Oh, my God. And the, um, the like, fucking clinician is like, hey, that's not cool. And she's like, nah, it was a joke, though. Get it? It's, it's funny. And then the episode ends. We've eight more episodes left. Ugh, four more hours of girls. It's only like 30 minutes a week. There's no sex in the city. No, it's trying it's so hard to be sex in the city, though. Yeah, it kind of is, and it's really failing. Um, I hate this show. Mm-hmm. What we didn't hate was Rare Flavors. Yeah! yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I talked about Rare Flavors a little bit last week, but Hannah has also read Rare Flavors It was now. good. I like yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I like the character design. Mm. It looks fun. I like that... Um, you can see... Ru- I like that Ruben is a big man. He's such He's a so big huge. dude. Yeah. I like how you can see all the, like, sketches underneath the ink. Yes. It's yeah. Fun. I was like, oh. I, I need to show you the tasting menu issue because it's just the inks. Um, it's, like, no color. It's really cool. Um... Yeah, Rare Flavors is what Sean said. It's just a genie. He's very sad that Anthony Bourdain is dead. So he's like, let me make my I don't own. think he's a genie. He's an Asura. Oh, sorry. He's like a, like a demigod thing. I apologize. Yeah. I didn't know. 
he likes eating people, though. He likes eating people. He does eat guys. He does eat a guy on screen. He well, doesn't eat him on screen. We see him after being eaten. Yeah, what a way to yeah. go. Yeah, eaten by a big man. <laughs> <laughs> this is an audio medium. <laughs> I'm not going to describe the face you just made. <laughs> I pulled a funny face yeah, to make did. Sean laugh. And it yeah, worked. It worked. I did laugh. Good job. Well done. Thank you. Ten yeah. comedy points. No, I can't steal that bit. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Rare Flavors is a good time. Good. You should go read it. I'm very excited for issue two next month. When's it coming out? Um, about a month. Okay. Three weeks now. because I will up- We will update you in three weeks' time. Yeah. Uh, another thing. That's what I'm saying. Watched the- we actually did a lot of media this yeah. week. Um, something I just honestly finished... thank God. Yeah. Um, something I just finished off with was Foundation. Have you heard or I, uh, Finn was really into the Foundation books when we were in secondary school. That makes sense. Yeah. So Foundation is I'm watching the TV show. It's on Apple TV, the best streaming platform for originals. Hot take. Sure. It has a lot of good originals. I'm sure it does. I, I I'm actually not being like yeah. Sure. Yeah. Um, I know what the best streaming platform actually is. For originals. I know what the best streaming oh, platform the one, for originals is. But not the YouTuber one. What? You know, oh, I thought you were talking about Nebula. What are you talking I'm about? I'm talking about um, thepiratebay.com. <laughs> they don't make their own content. You got me there. Someday <laughs> they will. I would watch a Pirate Bay original show. That's what I mean. Like yeah. when I say, like they're the shows that Apple TV make sure. are better than say the yeah. show Netflix so, makes. Yeah, what have they got? They've got Foundation. They've got Foundation. They got 1971, which is that um, music documentary. Sure. They had Ted Lasso. That used to be good, but it's not mm. good anymore. It's also over. Yeah. Those are the third season. That's awful. Apple. Yeah, I've heard really bad things about. The they had a very season. good show called Blackbird that had um, the bo- the man from Taron Taron Egerton. Taron oh, Egerton, yeah. 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 He played uh Constantine in the Sandman audiobook. Did he? Yeah. Um I'm trying to find the Apple originals. Some reason it's trying to tell me that uh, they've Severance, which is baller. Oh, I've heard good things about that, yeah. Um They've Cruel Summer, which is a fucking stupid show that I loved. Uh I find I just they have very good originals and they've good moves. They have a yeah, I just like it. I nice. think it's very fun. I can't call it to mind because you've put me on the spot, but I've watched sure. Mythic Quest is also on it. Oh, the one yeah. that fucking F. Murray Abraham got removed from? Mm-hmm. Nice. Bad Sisters is also on it with Eve Horton. She's a very good actress. Nice. Slow Horse is on it. Slow Horse is very oh, good. Yeah, that's the one Gary Oldman, right? Yeah. 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 I was like, yes, I have to prove my point. And I proved my point. Because Foundation is basically, there is this, I think it's quite different from the books from what I've heard people yeah, talk, talking about. What I understand of the books is that it's about like a hyper advanced, like spacefaring civilization. Yeah. That's pretty much all. Okay. Right. So what it basically, the show's basically about is Jared Harris. Oh, I love Jared Harris. That's a good name. Jared Harris. Yeah. He's like half Irish, I think. Oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, is Robert Harris's dad? I'll Google it when you're talking about yeah. your next media thing. Shout out to Mrs. Harris. Ghost of Paris? Yeah. I need to watch that movie. That's a great movie. That sounds yeah. like a me movie. It does, yeah. Yeah. Um, but Jared Harris plays this guy called Harry Seldon, who's like an amazing mathematician. And he basically comes up with this thing called psychohistory that basically can predict when, like, you know, it does fancy math to predict things that are going to happen in the future. Sure. 
It's space math. You don't need to worry about it. This causes great problems for the genetic dynasty. <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> Which is basically, it's the most sci-fi thing ever, but it's brilliant where this guy was emperor and he died. But instead of having heirs, he clones three versions of himself. So the clones go on like a 60 year loop. So when they're first born until like when they're born until they're like say 25, so they're ready to go to the throne, their brother day, sorry, their brother dawn. Then they have their like middle life when they're the emperor and that's brother day. So it's brother dawn, brother day. And then they brother have brother, brother dusk. Okay. And he's just like, his job is to literally just provide sage guidance to brother, uh, the other two okay, and to paint cool. um, a moral, like a, a mural, a mural for his, deeds of his lifetime cool. and then he gets like lasered to death <laughs> fuck yeah <laughs> so harry goes to the, the the these fucking clone and they're all like the 11th and 10th clone by the time yeah. the show starts and he's basically like yo you guys are all gonna die in 300 like this this whole civilization is going to fall in 300 years time and they're like no it's not and he's like yeah lads it's gonna fall in like 300 years time well why don't you let me take my special maths and go start a foundation like a special library on this abandoned planet and they're like sure harry go do this we won't we don't care we're gonna go glass a planet now and then <laughs> and then it jumps forward 60 years and it's just like the shenanigans of the genetic dynasty and their cool uh, robot mom who's the last of the robots because Damn. the robots rebelled uh, so we had to kill all the robots. How, how 40k of them. Yeah. How Dune of them. <laughs> Does that happen to Dune? Yeah. Wait, they have robots in Dune? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure, yeah. Because in Dune they had like a fucking crusade against the thinking machines. Which is why they've got like the... You know the dude in Dune where you'd like... Oh, what's the name? They're Mentats, I think. Mm. Or they like, they're human computers. Yeah. It's because they don't trust actual computers that are able to do calculations. Um, so they wouldn't trust an iPhone? No. Wow. Yeah, no thinking machines. They have thinking. They do have computers in um, Foundation. But yeah, Foundation is very good. It's kind of like, it reminds me of Game of Thrones. Sure. If that makes sense. Because there's like all these different plot lines and these different like people going around. It's very politicky. Mm. Um... Brother Dawn has never had a good life in any of the seasons I've watched. I've watched two. There's two seasons out now. I will say it is a bit time jumpy for the first half of season one, but then it calms down. Mm. Um, bro- Brother Dawn. <laughs> is he not having a good time? He never has a good time. Is he time. a wet man? Yeah. <laughs> he's just very... He's, he's very sad. He's very sad. He's a hatter boy. Um, the first Brother Dawn you get to meet... Because they basically do a big time jump. They do like a 50 year time jump after the like prologue bit. Mm. You meet brother Don and he's like, I'm an imperfect clone. I'm colorblind. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, yeah, baby. Hell yeah. Falls in love with a little flower, like gardener girl. In the, ah, cute. In, yeah, like, yeah. Oh, but he can't see the colors of the flowers. <laughs> it's very good. Nice. Um, I'm going to Google Jared Harris. Nice. When Sean mm-hmm. uh, talks about something called Sex Education Season 4. Yeah. Or do you want to talk about the, the other thing you wrote down? Uh, Sex Education Season 4 came out. 
And? It's fine. It's okay. It's not as good as the other seasons, but it's alright. I, I wasn't, like... I didn't hate it. I mm-hmm. thought it was grand. Um, like, things ended in a way that makes sense for everything. Okay. Like, the ending was... Nothing felt like it was out of left field. Nothing felt like it was really kind of um, against like the vibes and the the ethos of the show. But okay. it also meant that there was nothing particularly surprising either. Yeah, it seems to be. Don't they move school? Yeah, they move school, stupid. and so a lot of the like supporting cast are gone. Most of them. There was one episode where like they all come back. That's but, good. Yeah. Um, How did, have you finished it? Yeah, I finished it uh, this morning. I presume he ends up with Maeve. No, he doesn't. Who does he? Does he not end up no, with No, he doesn't end up with anybody. Yeah, Maeve goes to America. Good for him. Hey, they stole that from normal people. Sure. Yeah. I like <laughs> I liked him and, him and Ruby should have gotten together, I think. Yeah, they should have. They're yeah. the best. They're, they're a good couple. Yeah, there are a lot of vibes between them throughout season four as well. Yeah. Um, like, they almost get together, but then Maeve comes back and causes issues. Um, I do think him and Ruby should have gotten together, but also... Makes sense that he winds up single. Yeah, because he's a dweeb. He's a bastard. <laughs> <laughs> he's not that much of a bastard. He's not a... Season three, I think, ruined his character a little bit. Because I think you can have... Also, you know the um, the principal from season three? Yes. Yeah. She's in Girls. Is she? Yeah, she's the English one. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> ah. It's all connected, folks. No. I can never rewatch Sex Education again. Um, Jesus Christ! Yeah, uh, season four is fine. It's yeah, it's right, just yeah. not as good. It's not as good, no. But it's always disappointing when the worst season's the last season. I feel. Yeah. Uh, Eric continues to be the best character in the show. So funny that he's Doctor Who now. I can't wait. I'm gonna start watching Doctor Who again. You think once, so? Once he starts up. Uh, update on Jared Harris. His dad was Richard Harris, <gasps> who's a very famous Irish yeah. actor. He won. Was his mother Mrs. Harris? I presume his mother did go to Paris. Um, <laughs> Richard Harris was in uh, The Field. Can we get Richard Harris to go to Paris? Richard Harris is dead. Damn. For too years. late. Fuck. I'm sure he went to Paris too. Yeah. He's from Limerick. And then... I, it always makes me so sad when someone has an Irish parent, but then they have an English accent. Yeah. Because yeah. Jared Harris is a very good... He's in Chernobyl. Jared Harris. Oh, uh, okay. You know sure. the main doctor? I haven't seen Chernobyl. You haven't seen Chernobyl? No. Chernobyl slaps. Yeah, I've heard it's really good. Um, but yeah, Foundation's very good. What's also very good, and our second last thing, and also my song of the week, uh-huh. is Stop Making Sense, the Jonathan Demme Talking Heads movie. Hey, Hannah, did you see this recently? I saw this yesterday. Hell yeah. How are you doing after it? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> It's not the most hungover I've been doing a podcast record. Yeah. I've been worse doing a podcast recording. Yeah, feel. for perhaps the first time ever, Hannah is hungover and I am not I in know. this recording. I went with our good friend Molly and it was very fun, but it was, um, I was very tired because I had a long day and then we went dancing. So Stop Making Sense is basically like a very good concert film by the guy who made Silence of the Lambs. It kind of like mm. restarted his career because he was having a bad career with Jonathan Demme at that time. Anyways, um... He meant something else. He meant something we've watched, right? No. Have we? Mm. You Google when I talk about it. But yeah, very good. Recommend. Um, but then my friend was like, let's go to a, a pub afterwards. And I was like, sure. And I did not need to go to the pub afterwards. I only had like two drinks, but I was just, yeah. I got very sleepy. So I've been out of the house for like 14 hours at that stage and I needed to go home. 
Uh, being Carrie Bradshaw is very hard, it turns out. I don't know how she manages it. I think it's the yeah. smoking. <laughs> it's got to be yeah. the smoking. Can recommend. Yeah, he hasn't done anything that we've watched, but we've definitely talked about Jonathan Demme on this show at some point before. I think we talked about it when I was talking about Stop Making Sense. You might have, yeah. He's a great actor. Died quite young. Yeah. Like 60. He did Contact. The, like, alien one? Yeah, yeah. with uh, Jodie Foster. Nice. And Matthew McConaughey of all. Oh. Guys, brief, brief uh, Sex in the City. Right? Oh, yes, yeah, Sex in the City. Go, go, go. Uh, Matthew McConaughey turned up and tried to fuck Carrie. Yeah. <laughs> he should have done it. No, because he wants to play big. Oh, yeah. I haven't, I have, I'm still well behind on I have not watched in a while, but I was just like, huh? Yeah. I'm, we'll have a season three up. Season three is weird. Yeah, we'll have a season weird. three update once we've both Season three up. is weird. Yeah. <laughs> Kyle McLaughlin's here and he's here to stay. Hell, yeah. Very last thing to talk about in yeah. media before we get on to oh god, it's, we've been recording also, for also an audio thing. Um, the very worst. It's this is a podcast uh-huh. that I listened to a lot over COVID, and I went back and I re-listened to it recently. Uh-huh. It's pretty good. It's a big inspiration for one part of this show. The rankings. The rankings. Oh. Yeah. Because this is a podcast in which three people who know nothing about Pokemon watch all of the Pokemon movies in order. <laughs> that's just our podcast uh, at the end of every episode they rank them they don't write them down anywhere and so they just have different rankings every episode um, yeah I, I, I went back and I re-listened to it because I've had a pretty stressful week and it's a, it's like a comfort media for me and it's, it's a lot of fun what's your favourite comfort movie? my favourite comfort movie or um, your favourite plane movie? Oh, that's a good question. Um, My playing movie is 500 Days of Summer. I think mine is Scott Pilgrim. Oh. I like Scott Pilgrim a lot. How do you feel about it? You're going to watch that cartoon. I have I have actively stayed away from any clips of the cartoon because I want to watch it when it comes out. Groovy. Yeah. Anything else? Oh, I have to play the song now before. Oh, yeah. The, yeah. <laughs> uh, Stop Making Sense is very good. I do recommend it. Hell yeah. That's for the, you know, the stuff where David Burns in a big um, suit. Oh yeah, it's from that. I did. <laughs> My friend and I were taking pictures of David Byrne because uh, we were standing in the cinema. In the cinema. Oh come! I don't take pictures in the cinema, Hannah. We other people were doing it. That doesn't make it okay. I was also standing at the front of the cinema dancing. That makes it worse because <laughs> everyone was doing it. It's what you do. Sure. I think that's just a very funny photo. He's very large. Yeah, he's a big man. He's a big man. Yeah. I've tried to describe Stop Making Sense to Sean and he's like, I would hate every minute yeah, of this. Yeah, I don't I don't understand the appeal of this. It's great. It's no, like going I'm to a sure. concert. It's not though. <laughs> They're not really there. Anyway, All the Pretty Horses is a movie that I don't want to talk about. <laughs> Let's listen to this Alana Del Rey song for 20 seconds. Sure. And then... I just want to get to the one line and then I'll stop. Sean looks so unhappy.
This podcast was a mistake. Um, uh. She needs to see a doctor about that. Uh, that's so that's a problem. I can't believe you've never heard that before. I was excited to do this for three days. Jesus And it was Christ. worth every moment. It was perfect. I'm so happy that's on the podcast as well. Can we talk about all the pretty horses now? <laughs> yes. Um, Mark Damon's a cowboy. And he's yeah. miscast. Uh-huh. He's meant to be playing, you know how old he's in the book? Like 17. Yeah. Yeah. I did do some very vague research for this podcast. Okay. About this movie. This movie had a very... Um, so it's two hours long. Mm-hmm. Now, it I... should not be two hours long. <laughs> that's, the, that's the cut down version. It feels like it lasts an eternity. And things only really happen in like the first 20 minutes, the middle 20 minutes, and the last 20 minutes. Like this could be an hour. This could be a made-for-TV movie. Yeah. Um, it sh- sh- fucking should be. There's so much time spent on just fucking nothing happening. It's it's so boring. Do you know what the reason for that might be? What is that they edited 45 minutes out of the movie? The wrong 45 minutes, <laughs> clearly. So I wouldn't be surprised if there was stuff stuff they cut out that linked to the scenes they left in. Yeah. So now the scenes don't have yeah. anything. So, like, the, the the plot summary on Wikipedia, right, is six paragraphs long. Yeah. Three of those six paragraphs are the last 15 minutes. About the, the captain? Yeah. Yeah. So this movie is about little Texas boy. Matt loves being a Texas, like, he does. Texas boy. It's yeah. like his third. What does Matt prefer? Being a cowboy or being a lawyer? A lawyer. You think so? 100%. Yeah. I think he gets a kick out of being a cowboy. I do too, but we, we've only seen him as a cowboy twice so but far. He, uh, good old boys, he's a cowboy as well. Mm. But like, we've seen him as a lawyer, what, four times now? Yeah. So he's a cowboy three times, he lawyers four times. Well, no, he's a lawyer in Rainmaker. Rainmaker. Um, Finding Forrester. Finding Forrester. Rounders. Mm-hmm. Rounders and um, one of the recent ones we watched where he shows up in the last five minutes. Finding Yeah. Yes, yeah, so it's three. It's only three. No, I feel like that's. I feel like that's incorrect. You I feel like it, our... I feel like there's more. There mm-hmm. has to be. You can look at our podcast. Uh, yeah, let me. Yeah, you <laughs> can go listen to Sine Wave Pod and tell us. <laughs> yeah. Email us so we know. Um, yeah. But yes, he's basically a little Texas lad. Who grandfather died, so his mother, who's run off, um, has sold the ranch he's grown up on um, because his dad went to World War Two and his PTSD. The yeah. problem with this is, is that Matt Damon looks like he should have served in World War Two. <laughs> he is a third. He was yeah. a World War Two. We is, saw him. He is a yeah. He is a, a grown man. He's thirty. Yeah, like he's thirty when this movie's being filmed. Yeah. So he like him and his buddy fucking Rollins or whatever, uh, fuck off after the ranch gets sold. It makes sense when they're meant to be like 17, 18. Yeah, but they're clearly not. They're both like, actors are in their thirties. Yeah. There's no reason to actually cast the two of them in their third like to up the age. Yeah. No like there's not really like 
Because they have a teen actor in this. We'll get to him. Oh, shout out to him. Um, I've got things to fucking say about Jimmy Blevins. (laughs) It's just so distracting in this entire movie. Because so many shenanigans kind of ensue. And you're like, this would make a lot more sense if they're like college freshmen. Yeah. But it's this is a man with a mortgage. Mm. Um, simply let Matt Damon not pretend to be in his 20s anymore. The man's 30. Let him be 30. It's fine. Yeah. Um, he, like, they, they basically decide we're going to go to Mexico. We're gonna where go, the real we, cowboys are. Yeah, we're going to ride down south because we heard that there's some great ranches down there. We're going to find the perfect ranch to work on. We're going to work there. Um, along the way, they meet Jimmy Blevins. You don't like Jimmy Blevins. There's something about his actor that just really rubbed me the wrong way. I don't know why. I didn't like this man. I didn't like this movie. No, um, you, you didn't like this movie, Sean? No, I didn't. I didn't at all. I just found it very boring. Uh, Lucas Black as... What else is he in? He's in... Uh, Jarhead. Oh, I need to watch Jarhead. Yeah, he's in the... He's in the X-Files movie. Uh, He's in in Tokyo Drift. What? He plays... No fucking way. Wait, is he in... He's the main guy in Tokyo Drift. Oh, what? Yeah. Doesn't he die? This isn't a Fast and Furious podcast. (laughs) Thank God I got my way. And it didn't become a Fast and Furious podcast. He's in, yeah, he's in Fast 9, Furious 7. So wait, so you've uh, seen him in? You've seen him yeah, in another... I've seen him in. Yeah, I have seen him. I did not realise that was him at all. Well, Holy he's, shit. He's finished puberty now, so it's different. Yeah. Um, oh, God. Who's this? He's this kid who's got, like, a really fancy horse. I don't know anything about horses. Like, he looked, the horse looked the exact same. Yeah, but <laughs> the other two guys know about horses, so they're like, hey... That horse clearly isn't yours. You're like a child. Yeah. And he's like, no, it's mine. Can I come with you? And they're like, yeah, fuck it. Let's go. Fuck it, we ball. Yeah. Uh, And Um, then (laughs) he's just the most annoying man in the world. He's the most annoying little prick on the planet. And then there's a thunderstorm. And he's like, we got to get all of the metal off of us. And he strips down and goes hides in a hole. Because you find out he's been struck by lightning. Lightning, yeah. (laughs) Like several people in his family have been struck by lightning. He's been struck like twice. He strips down, he gets in a hole. He That's gets... how I felt this morning. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to take that picture of being like, I feel like shit, just want my horse back. Yeah. yeah, and his horse fucks off and he loses his clothes. Yeah. And then he leaves them. Well, no, he goes and steals his horse back first. Oh, yeah, he does. Because he's yeah, like, right. they have my gun. It's yeah. important because they're putting that gun on the wall and uh-huh. it won't come back. Yeah. Uh, this, I, like, this is like 20 minutes of the movie so yeah. you're watching this movie and like the stuff with the parents so I I did a little as I said I did a little research yeah. this is the first of a trilogy yes there's three books there's three books I'm, so I'm like the whole thing with the, the mum and dad yeah. I'm like does that come that must factor in in the next book or something because sure. I'm like why is it here yeah why is it in this uh, like, why are we spending 10 minutes with Matt Damon's parental issues? Yeah, like, if this was a modern film, it would have a post-credit scene with the parents showing up again. Maybe we shouldn't have post-credit scenes anymore. <sighs> I liked it when the MCU did them at first, but don't like them now. No, I don't like doing homework when I watch a movie. Yeah, me neither. Yeah. So speaking of the homework I did while watching the yeah. movie, <laughs> um, which was watching the movie... Yeah, so Jimmy Revlin's fucks off. They end up in this magical oasis, which is what they yeah. call it. 
We had this like just perfect little ranch that they find. It does look nice. It does look nice. Yeah, they just kind of work there for a while. They break some horse. The the horse breaking scene. That was kind of fun. Yeah, I feel like. Yeah. I was giggling when they were talking about the Mustangs. Yeah. And I was like, hee hee, you're gonna make a Mustang in a few movies time. That's the car they make in Ford versus Ferrari. They oh, create, sure. They make the Mustang. Cool. So I was like. Reference. Yeah, uh, they. It's, a, it's not a reference anymore. Anyways, I'll stop being silly. They they take care of the horses. Um, Matt Matt sees a pretty lady and she's like, Ooh, cruise. yeah. And then she disappears and then she comes back later on because like the. <laughs> Sean, you really don't want to talk about. I do not. I want to get through this as. We need to talk about how's Matt's performance. It's fine. He's he's actually he's okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, everyone's kind of not bad. Like. The movie's fine. Like, I, the acting in the movie's fine. No one's yeah. terrible in it except Jimmy. Except Jimmy. Jimmy is terrible. But he, the character is terrible. Yeah. I wouldn't say the actor is atrocious, but it's just like a... It's an annoying character. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I struggle to say anything positive about this film at all. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, it's The just, costumes are not bad. They're grand. Yeah. They're the just... It's because they're just clothes... They're just clothes that people wear in the oh American God. South. Gosh. Like, that's just what someone from Texas wears. Sean's unhappy. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I, don't, I don't like this film, buds. I've never seen this before. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You have been, like, this annoyed in a movie. You always have something, normally something to positive to say. Mm-hmm. To positive to say? Jesus. Yeah. Um, I have nothing positive to say about this. Nothing positive. What about Penelope Cruz? She's pretty. She's pretty. Yeah. She's not... She, just it doesn't feel like Penelope Cruz. Weird. Yeah, no, I didn't realize it until you said it at the beginning of this. I like you were like, oh, you thought it was just yeah. an anonymous, like yeah. Where is she from? She's not Cuban, is she? I don't know where. I don't know. Uh, was she in? What was it? Was she in Zorro? No, it's uh, Catherine Zeta Jones. That's She's Catherine Zeta Jones. Really? Yeah. <laughs> you didn't know Catherine Zeta Jones was Welsh? No. So did the majority of the world. Oh, this was this was what oh, this is a cursed thing to know her from. What? Um she was in Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides. Yeah. The like the shitty fourth one. It's so disappointing that Pirates became terrible. It is, because it was such a good kind of franchise for those first three. Yeah. Uh those are still solid, but yeah, Penelope Cruz is from da, 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 da. Spain. Oh, she's Spanish. Okay. But yeah, she's just very like it's. Oh uh, yeah, she was in. You know what she was in? What? In 2011, she was in Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides. In 2010, she was in Sex and the City too. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, Matt and her. I feel like we're going through the movie too quick. They were already on Matt and her. Little torrid affair. Yeah, good. We have to talk about the movie, Sean. <laughs> That's the whole point of the podcast. <laughs> no, this happened. This happened. The the field of dreams was it the field of dreams or whichever was our third episode when we started doing the media section. That's why the media section. That was. Is. Um, I think that was Rising Sun. It was Rising. Field Sun. of Dreams was our second one. Field, rising. It's we were in the Rising Sun zone at the moment where yeah. it's me being like, let's talk about the movie, and you're like, no, <laughs> I refuse. <laughs> um, yeah. So like him and him and Penelope Cruz start this like little affair. Yeah. And uh, she's the daughter of like the rich guy who owns the ranch. Who flies him like flies in every day from Mexico yeah, City. Yeah, uh, in like a private plane. That he flies he, himself. Yeah, 
he has some fancy horse that he wants to like breed, breed and he gets Matt Damon to help him pick out a mare for it to breed with. It's a lot of horse jargon that yeah. Sean and I don't know anything about. Uh-huh. Um, and then he's like, oh, let me go kissy kissy with Penelope Cruz. And I'm yeah. like, yeah. Yeah. Solid. Absolutely. And then Penelope Cruz's aunt is like, hey, don't fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Sean? Yeah? This is the point that so far I'm watching this movie. Yeah. And this movie's That's boring. The cops. They're coming for me. <laughs> Almost like the cops come for Matt Damon. Yeah. Um, we're watching this movie and a lot of stuff's happening. Like yeah. It feels like it is just following the things in a book. Yeah. Like it's so, so far nothing too crazy has happened. Mm. And I'm watching it and I'm like, oh, I don't understand why everyone says this movie is inc- like incomprehensible. And then the second part of the movie begins. Yeah, this is the point. Like after... Um, it's about the first 50 so, minutes. Yes, yeah, the, the aunt talks to him and she's like, you got to stay away from my daughter. Uh if a man loses his honor he can get it back but if a woman loses her honor she can't um fuck off and then matt damon goes and he makes out with uh penelope cruz anyway uh and then the cops arrive and arrest him this is is the point where i message hannah like being wait are they arresting him for fucking wait there's an hour left in this movie yes (laughs) And this is when I think the, the move at the moment. Before, First of all, this no, this not. all takes an hour to get to. Yeah. It takes an hour to get to something happening. There was they had to have that like nineteen minute scene when they're crossing the river and Jimmy's screaming. Oh he's so happy. no, they didn't. No, they didn't. You need to see uh, Matt and his friend have their funny dialogue. It's not funny. No, it's not. Oh, um, actually, no. I have one positive thing to say about this movie. Oh, I have one positive thing to say, and it's not even about the movie. Okay, it's about this because I watched this on YouTube. <laughs> it's about um, the subtitles. It's about the subtitles because the subtitles are censored. Oh, what the fuck! But it's like you know, you know the like um, snakes on a plane censorship thing, or it's like I, I'm tired of these like monkey fighting snakes on this Monday to Friday plane. <laughs> it's like that. So like. Um, uh, there's a there's a scene where fucking Rollins calls someone a son of a bitch, and the subtitles change it to spawn of a witch. <laughs> um, son of a son of a bitch turns to son of a buck. Uh, there's there was one that I thought was really funny that I, I wrote down here somewhere. Yeah, someone call they call someone shit for brains, and they change it to shoes for brains. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. Also, this the soundtrack has the exact same vibes as the soundtrack from Firefly. Um, There's a reason for that. Is there? We'll talk about it. Was Joss Whedon involved in the making of this film? No, but another villain was. Who? Harvavilt. No! Beelzebub! Lucifer! Do you want to talk about the trailer production of this movie before we get to the second act of the Please, movie? Please, anything but this movie. Um, <laughs> I have not seen you this angry in so yeah, long. Yeah, I, I can't believe I spent two hours watching this. You're so. I'm just going to read verbatim from Wikipedia and then let Sean react because yeah. I think it's funny. So it was filmed in Texas and New Mexico. Uh-huh. So I've, I've read the reception section on the the Wikipedia. I haven't read the production section. I. I could I could sniff some bullshit going on with this movie, so yeah. I went at digging. So I opened one more tap. 
The production was originally done between Columbia Pictures and Miramax, with the former initially handling the film's domestic release and the latter handling the overseas distribution. So Miramax would be like doing it in Europe and Mm -hmm. Columbia would do it in the States. The studio switched distribution roles, reportedly due to Billy Bob Thornton's refusal to cut the film, which is said to have been a total running time of... Like four hours? Three hours and 40 minutes. Jesus Christ, I can't imagine. I kind of want to see that. I can't imagine, I don't. I think it'd be funny. Is there a director's cut? No, we'll get it, we're not done. When Miramax now at the helm of the film's US marketing efforts, studio co-chair Harvey Weinstein, boo, boo, Boo. uh, demanded that the film be cut down to under two hours and also put aside the original musical score by Dan, um, by this guy called Daniel for a guy called um, Marty Stewart, who he has a full hair hair of head on him. Uh, Hair of head? You know what I mean. Yeah, Marty Stewart, was it? Look at this hair. Let me let me check this guy out. You see, he's on the Firefly soundtrack, but um, uh, it's I, I said it sounds exactly like the Firefly soundtrack. I don't know if he's actually on it or mm. not. Um, his only soundtrack work is all the pretty horses. Yeah. Uh, but he's done like some bluegrass albums and yeah. stuff. In nineteen in two thousand and four, uh, one of the film's uh, producers detailed the troubled post production process of the film. Uh, basically being like yeah it was a nightmare Matt Damon has publicly criticised Weinstein's decision to edit down the movie and is quoted by the producer as saying it was like you baked a souffle and someone wants you to make it half the size and you chop a thing in half and try to mould it and make it look like how it was when you started to begin with it can't work Damon also added he tried to make Harvey tried to make it look like a love story so that teenagers would go see it we made a trailer with me and Penelope Cruz swimming around in the water, skinny dipping with Bono singing. And on the poster they put, some passions can't be tamed, which is not, which is exactly what the movie is not about. Yeah, There's, I see, I, this is the poster. I know. Yeah. There is no love story. It's about unrequited love. It's about life being bigger than these people and just crushing the passion out of them. We've got more. Matthew's not happy about this movie's reception. Fucking me neither. In 2012... An interview with Playboy, all right, Matthew. Um, Damon reiterated his displeasure with the changes, saying, "Everybody who worked on all the pretty horses took so much time and and cared so much. As you know, the Cormac McCarthy book is set in 1949, and it's about a guy trying to hold on to his old way of life. The electric guitar became popular in 1949, and the original composer had gotten an old 1949 guitar and wrote the sparse, haunting score. We did the movie listening to his score. It informed everything we did." He did this very dark, spare movie, and the, the studios wanted an epic with big emotions and violins. <laughs> yeah. They saw the cast, the director, Billy Bob Thornton, and the fact that we'd spent $50 million, and that they never, and they never released our movie, though the cut still exists. Billy had a heart problem at the time, and it was because his heart fucking broke from fighting for his film. It really fucked him up. It still bothers me to this day. In 2008, Billy Bob Thornton confirmed that he's possession of the director's cut VHS and says it is two hours and 45 minutes long, not three hours long. Uh, he has no intentions to release it to the public, despite offers from Miramax to release his cut on DVD with the original score, out of respect for the musicians who owns the right to the score. Uh, yeah. I think the bigger cut could maybe be better. Maybe. Maybe. If it has... 
Do you, they are right though at the point of like it's a sparse movie and trying to make it this big epic romance is yeah it doesn't, doesn't work. work not at all no. they, you do see that chest a lot in it they make that boy take yeah. off his shirt too much let him put a shirt on if yeah. he wants to I can't imagine being a teenager and going to see this film no they would hate it yeah I hate it you're not a teenager not anymore you teach teenagers yeah I'll show it to them I've got some I've got three free classes on fucking Monday I've got three free classes tomorrow I'll show them this fucking movie don't don't that's mean <laughs> they'll be there revising for their exams next week and they'll just have fucking put Finding Forrester on instead no no that's, that, that, that movie is too good to hurt them yeah <laughs> um, but yeah no it's just so back to where we are yeah Matt gets arrested because Sean's favourite character... Uh, fucking Jimmy Blevins. Jimmy Blevins has killed a man. Jimmy Blevins fucking murdered somebody. Stole some horses. He stole his... Did he steal horses? I think he did as well. I thought he was just getting his stuff back. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, and he got arrested. And uh, <laughs> the the cops found out that Matt and Rollins also were, were travelling with him. And they, they kind of see them as... Um, accomplices yeah and so they get arrested as well then and fucking this is the this is a part of the movie that I'm like why is this happening I'm sure in the book and the, the maybe it's on the cutting yeah it's not really clear how they find out anything about these two guys also how they find out maybe like they kind of imply later on in the movie that it's the Penelope Cruz telling her dad about the relationship and she was like find me a way to get rid of these two boys no because they say that the dad didn't tell them anything right I thought I don't know and I yeah we've watched this movie like six hours ago yeah I watched this like three hours ago I finished it at 12 yeah I, just... fi- I finished it at like no I finished it at like half one so yeah four hours yeah it's just imagine that they go to prison they go to prison, they meet a guy in there who Matt is nice to. Yeah. Um, Rollins gets brought away and interrogated and he's like, yeah, no, I just said we did it. Rollins. Uh, Matt gets brought away and interrogated and he's like, I didn't do it. Um, That's a very intense scene, actually. It is, yeah. I do, I do kind of like the... One one positive thing I'll say about the film, I kind of like the... The uh, captain? The, the police captain. I think he's a fun villain. You're saying you love a cop? Uh, no, I like his role in the story. You love a cop. I hate cops. I want to kill them all. No! (laughs) That's not nice. We don't kill people. Damn. Well. They do. They do. (laughs) Anyway. that a lot. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway. Um. Yeah, they're, like, being... They get tortured. They get tortured a bit. There's a lot of, like, torture in this movie. Yeah. There's a lot of, like... This part of the movie, they just beat up the entire rest of, like, the second half of the film. Yeah. They get transferred to another prison. And as they're being transferred, the, uh... The fucking captain just brings Blevins out and shoots him. The scene they shoot Blevins is kind of... It. I thought it was kind of hilarious. That's what I was about like, to say. There's, like, a freeze frame yeah! on his face. And I was like, what the fuck are you doing here? Billy! Like, what kind of tone is this meant to set? This is really funny. But it's like, they did this shot, which I think it's a big scene in the book, where, like, they... He gets dragged off into a field, and they're, like, waiting for the gunshot. Yeah. 
But they're, it's almost like they like lost a reel of film that they don't have everything. So they did this weird, yeah. like Blevins is running away. So they did this freeze frame with his face like screaming and like pain because yeah. he's very scared. But then it just cuts back to the guys <laughs> as though as though like the scene was continuing as there's though like nothing a, had happened. There's a fade to white and it goes back to Matt Damon's yeah. face. And I'm like, why? why? <laughs> and then we hear the gunshots and Blevins is dead. And then they go to prison. And Rollins gets the shit beaten out of him and he gets stabbed. Yeah, the prison stuff, I'm like, what the fuck's... There's a whole thing in the prison where it's like, they're being offered protection and you're like... It actually, they feel like the, the thing in prison should be longer. Yeah, that should be most of the film, I think. Or like, it's like 10 minutes they're in prison. It should be 25 minutes. Yeah. It should be a, like a, a good fourth, like quarter of the movie. Sure. Rather than like a weird... Like, uh, yeah, a weird, like, 20-minute thing. It's even less. I say it's, like, 10 minutes. Yeah, because, like, Rollins gets stabbed. Uh, Matt Damon makes a deal with a guy to buy a knife. He kills somebody in he prison. He, they have, like, a big knife fight. And then he gets bailed out, and he's out of prison. Because Penelope Cruz's family have yeah. been, like, he's a good, honourable like, lad. Th- this film is full of just, like, and then, and then, yeah. and then. The way we're um, describing it is how the film goes. Yeah. There's no, um, like scene transition which yeah, I haven't read it flows really badly flows I haven't really read the badly. book I don't know what the book's like yeah if the book because you've read The Road does yeah. The Road kind of just the scenes kind of flow into each other or not really like the the flow in The Road is quite good because Cormac McCarthy's style is quite stream of consciousness yeah um, like there's very little punctuation or anything like that in any of his books okay but yeah, the the road is is a good book. Judging from that, I can kind of see how they're trying to, in some way, not even imitate the style, but I feel like they have taken like a synopsis of what happens in mm-hmm. the book and just made it literally exactly as it is in the book without like thinking to adapt it from like the other medium because it's just different. Yeah. I think it does. That's the, that's kind of why I wanted to bring up the production stuff. I think it does make a lot of sense why the movie doesn't work. Yeah. If there is like twenty minutes that's meant to feed in all those scenes, and they've just gotten rid of all of that because it's meant to have another like half an hour. Yeah, and, and like the thing is, it's been so long at the beginning as well of them like on the road, go on the road, and then at the ranch. Yeah. That the back half feels so rushed because they have to fit like they have action in there for some reason. They don't really... Yeah, you don't need that five-minute scene of them breaking the horses. No, you don't. And it just... It slows everything down so much, and it's not... I I think my main issue with the film is I don't know what it's trying to say. I think it's... Do you know what a big problem with it is? What? It's that Matt Damon's a 30-year-old man. Sure. (laughs) Because I think if you had, like... A 19-year-old with all this stuff happening to them, you're mm. like, then you're like, it's a coming-of-age story. Yeah. It's not a coming-of-age story because Matt Damon has a child at this stage, probably. I don't know he does. I, I'm not that crazy. Yeah. But, like, I think genuinely that's a really big issue with it, which is you're watching it and you're seeing, like, a grown man who's a cowboy. And you're like, yeah, I've seen this movie before. Why is it... Like, it's like a John Wayne's movie where it should be more like... A coming of age kind of thing, sure. and he's just too—he's just too he's old. Just too old, yeah. yeah. Like, I, I think it's, he played so young in Goodwill Hunting because he played till he turned twenty. Mm. He's twenty at the start, twenty-one at the during the movie. I think people are like, "Oh, he can still play in his early twenties," but he's just gotten 
he just looks a lot older than he did like those three years are like more apparent if that makes sense sure it just doesn't work yeah I mean uh, it's, from what I've read I think it's meant to be like about their coming to terms with the fact the life that they thought they could have they can't have it anymore they had it. Uh, <laughs> they, they had, had it, it for a long period of this film. They had it for three months. Ah. I don't know. I don't think it's... Yeah, I... And like, he goes, he just goes home at the end as well. He does go home. He just goes back home. He doesn't have any home to go back to. It's all the right. So yeah, they get out of, he gets out of prison. To go back to the plot of the movie, go, we'll finish up with the plot and then we'll go back yeah. to shitting on the movie. Um... He goes, gets bailed out of prison. He meets up with Penelope Cruz's aunt. The aunt is like, we have made a deal. Yeah. We've gotten you out, but you can never date Penelope Cruz again. So he goes on a holiday with Penelope Cruz. Mm. He like sneaks her out of her home. Yeah. And she's like, I do love you, but I've, I've made a promise and I can't break my promise, even though mm. I like you a lot. Sorry. Yeah. Um, and she, she stays and she's out of the movie. And then... Uh, Great outfit, though. Great outfit, yeah. Great outfit. Yeah. And then Matt Damon decides he wants to go get revenge on the police captain. Because they have their horses. Yeah, he wants to go get the horses back. Busts the other dude who was in the prison with him and Rollins out because he's just still there vibing. And he just kind of takes him hostage and... Like fucking Titans trying to decide what to do This was such a long part of the movie. Like, it it really feels like an old West kind of thing of like... Oh, like Fistful of Dollars ends with a big like shootout kind of thing. So we need Mm. one. And I was watching it, and I, I was fucking. I was on my phone because I was like, "This movie yeah. is not great." I don't need it. I probably should have paid attention, but you also didn't pay attention, so I don't feel bad. Yeah. So it's one of those. It's one of those movies that it you it doesn't do anything to deserve your attention, if that makes sense. Yeah. Which I feel like is a very mean thing to say. But That's true. true. Yeah. Um. So he busts out. They go into the mountains, and mm-hmm. he's like, "They're Ash. riding around in the mountains, doing nothing for so long." And this is—it's only point, about four minutes. This is at the, but this is at the point where there's like fifteen minutes left in the movie. Yeah, and they've they have insisted on fitting more shit into those last fifteen minutes. I would not be surprised if this was this back half is where most of the editing. It, it must be. It, it has must to be. be. Yeah, because everything is so rushed from the point where he gets arrested. Yeah. Yeah, like if there was another 40 minutes there of him getting arrested is not the halfway point. It's like the third way point. That yeah. makes a lot of sense. Yeah. You know? And they probably put in more shit. Like, they probably made them go and add stuff of like Penelope Cruz and Matt dating. Because sure. that's what they were like marketing the movie as. Yeah. You know? So maybe they like probably padded the front and like reduced the back. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he like kidnapped this captain who's like, has killed this guy. He gets all... It's Jimmy's horse and his friend's horse and you know all that stuff. His friend has gone back to America yeah, he, to stay. He, he goes back and gives. He goes back to Jimmy, right? He goes back to. Not, is Jimmy the friend's name? No, that's Jimmy Blevins. Rollins is the the friend. He goes back to Rollins. Yeah, yeah. but I'm saying Rollins goes back when they get out of prison. Rollins, Rollins lives. Goes, yeah, he goes straight back because he got stabbed aggressively. Yeah, they do have a weird racial scene. I will comment on. Which is like they were talking about he got a blood transfusion and he was asking, does that make him Mexican now? And oh, I was like, yeah. that's a bit weird. Yeah, the guy who Matt busted out of prison has like a bunch of buds and they come and they meet Matt and they take, kick, they, they take the police captain and it's kind of implied that they just kill him. Yeah, but Matt doesn't have to kill him. Matt doesn't have to kill and him. And that's, yeah. that's, that's a big moral quandary he was having, except the movie doesn't really communicate that very well. Yeah, no, like, yeah. He just um, cauterized a gunshot wound with a barrel of a pistol. Yeah. It's kind of metal. It's kind of metal, yeah. 
He's like biting down on like a big wooden stick and mm. like that me when Sean good doctor. <laughs> <laughs> that me when Sean good doctor. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, my son. That was good, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Um, uh, yeah, and then uh, he <laughs> goes to court. I don't remember how he gets to court or why he, he gets to court. He crosses over the border. He runs into two guys in a car with a car that's like broken. And then he just goes to court because they assume he stole the horses because they had oh yeah because they, they all had have different, different brands. brands yeah and he tells the story to the judge and the judge is like I say I say you're yeah, the fine judge, young gentleman. yeah the judge is like so, yeah sounds sounds about right and then he goes to the judge and he's like I'm so sad because Jimmy died yeah. and the judge is like that's not your fault like you had no part in it really and yeah. he's like well, I didn't I guess and then the movie's over and the movie's over <laughs> he goes home and Sean lets off a. Load of fireworks. Yeah, and then I realized I had to watch Girls, and I was like, "Oh no!" And that's and that's when he swore revenge on me. And then I watched a little bit of Space Jam, and I was happy. Space Jam Two. Yeah, Space Jam Two. I didn't put it in the media section because I didn't finish it. That's gonna be. I'll put it in the media. That'll section be in the media section next week. Yeah. I'll put it in now. Nice. Um, yeah, all the pretty horses. Don't watch this movie. Sean did not like this movie. I did not like this movie. Do you know what I'm actually really looking forward to coming out, speaking of media? What? The new Nathan Fielder, Emma Stone TV Oh, yeah. Show. That yeah. looks fun. That looks fun, yeah. I the like, I like Nathan a Fielder a lot. I like Emma Stone. Yeah. Uh, By our powers combined. Did the lights just change? Huh? Oh, I don't know. The lights aren't on. I don't know. My vision went flickered for a second. And Damn, I was like, you must be really hungover. <laughs> no, I'm not even that hungover. Yeah. I think I just did a long blink. Yeah. So, yeah, my, my notes on the film stop for the most part after he gets arrested because it's just, there's just so much. There's so much um, happens, yeah. but they don't give you There's enough- the fucking, the bizarre scene where he calls Penelope Cruz. And the guy starts clapping. And the guy starts dancing. There's just a random dude in the background who's listening in on the call and there's like a little like minute or two that's just focused on him doing a dance. Weird movie. Yeah. That must be in the book. It must be. It must yeah. be. We probably should have. We were originally going to plan to read the book. Or you are going to read the book. I was going to go I, into it blind. Yeah. I'm, I think you're happy you did not read the book. Yeah, I am. I wouldn't have had time to read the book. but. Oh, no. We're deep in the valley, buds. We're deep. We're out soon. We're out next week. No, we're not. Yeah, we are. No, we're not. Um, I, I'm so happy. Hey, we have so much more of the podcast to do before we talk about do we? next week. Yeah. What do we got to do? We got to do the rankings. Yeah. We got to do the box office. Yeah. We got to do the Matt Damon trivia fact, uh-huh. which I haven't found yet. Damn. Uh- <laughs> uh, actually, speaking of, I need to run and grab my phone charger from in here for doing the rankings. Okay. So you get the you get the trivia fact. You up. can keep the thing playing. Or I'll you- keep the thing playing. Yeah. Okay. Fuck it. Let's go. When Sean's walking away, I'll talk to you, listeners, and editing Sean. Please make sure to rate, review, and subscribe. Please send us nice things about Sean's editing, because he works very hard in the editing. Supposedly, Matt Damon's new movie, Runaway Dolls, is not very good, which is disappointing. But we can't always get what we want. You talk to the fucking audience without me again. No. Maybe. You're going to hear it anyway. Don't believe her lies. What's that a reference to? Uh, don't believe his lies is... Oh, shit. I don't know. It is a reference to something, but I don't know exactly what. It's one of those things I just kind of... Memento. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So how did this film do in the box office, Hannah? Oh, I haven't got... I was looking for the damn trivia. Okay, but, sure. Oh, no, okay. This movie did jank shit. <laughs> nice. We actually looked at it uh, last week, because uh, it's the same box office weekend as Finding Forest. Oh, yeah, and yeah. came out Christmas Day. Not a Christmas Day. Not a Christmas movie, no. See, the Americans, um, they do a lot of... They America will often release, like... A movie for Christmas Day mm-hmm. for people that don't really sell it because Christmas Day is a big deal in Ireland. Like everything kind of shuts down. Yeah, you spend it with your family. In America, I don't think it's the same. Mm. Um, so like they often will put on like American Sniper, for example, was a Christmas Day movie. Oh, why? I don't like. I haven't seen American Sniper, but I don't like the kind of ethos behind its existence. You don't like Clint Eastwood films about. The horrors of war. I don't like um, movies uh, glorifying racist murderers. The thing about American Sniper is you watch it and you go, I would hate to be this man. Sure. But I I think that's just because I have media literacy skills, supposedly. I also haven't seen the movie, so (laughs) I can't really say anything. Yeah, you talk shit anyway. I'll talk shit about what I want. That's fair. This movie made altogether 18 million worldwide and a 50 million budget. Oof. <laughs> Good. Good. Um, so yeah, did bad. Okay. You might say. Uh, it came out the same weekend as um, Finding Forrester. Mm-hmm. And I think it was fully in like, was not in cinemas for long. Damn. Um, is the implication my uh, research is giving me. But yes, no. We'll look at the second week because we already did the first week. Sure. So we're going to do the second week now. So this is the last week of the 2000s. We're going to run out of the 2000s. So this is the New Year's week. So the 29th of December to January 4th. Do you want to guess what's in the the top 10 at all? Uh, I, uh, fuck, I don't remember what was in. I haven't done the edit on Finding Forrester yet. Mm -hmm. So I don't remember what was actually in the box office. Um... Christmas, like New Year's 2000, mm-hmm. the week before 2001. Mm-hmm. Um, we go to 2001 as well. Elf? No. Is there Christmas movies still in here? There are actually a lot of not Christmassy movies, I would say. Can you give me a hint for like the first one? For number one? Tom Hanks. Big? No. No. Sully? No. <laughs> oh, it's Castaways. Yeah. It's Castaways. This happened yeah. last week. <laughs> uh, what Woman Wants, number two. Yeah. Miss Congeniality. Okay, cool. Sandy B. The Family Man, Emperor's New Groove. Yeah, these are all from the last one as well. Yeah. yeah. It's the next week. Yeah. Um, and these haven't moved at all. Yeah. Uh, Emperor's New Groove and How the Grinch Stole Christmas Swap Positions. Sure. Um, and then, yeah, there's kind of nothing... All the Pretty Horses went from number 14 to number 11. Damn, um, well done. It overtook uh, all the uh, 102 Dalmatians. <laughs> and <laughs> Finding Forrester is number 14 now after being number 16 the week before. Oh, shit. Warcraft in Paris has gone to 15. It's ahead of Unbreakable. Unbreakable, hell yeah. And Oh Brother, Where Are That's in the yes. box office. That's a good film. That is a good film. That's a bad I think that's. I think this is the, its second week. Okay. Yeah. Damn yeah. It, it just no, no. It's it went up. Oh, okay. It's open number twenty-seven, and oh no, ah, yeah, because this this was a thing that used to be able to happen where a movie would come out and it would be in box office for like a month, mm. and they would give it time for it to like improve. Sure. So like its first week it was twenty-one, and then it went to like eighteen, and then it kind of stayed around like the mid-teens. 
Sure. But it was in the box office for, until like July. Mm-hmm. So like it, it was there long enough that it made money. Sure. You know? um, speaking of things on the money, ugh, I have no idea how to, how to segue. segue into the rankings. It's rankings time. We're doing the rankings. Let's go. So if any of you have not listened to the show before, fucking congratulations for getting through this episode. Yeah. We're not we're not on top form today. We're not happy. I'm Look, having a great time. I I spend time with my friends. Yeah. Yeah, I spent time with my friends yesterday. You were there. I know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I thought it was funny just to be like, I'm spending time with my friend. And he was like, I did that yesterday. And I was like, <laughs> Bastard, man. Bastard, man. Uh, I'm going to be very happy next week, though. Oh, yeah, we have a special announcement for next week. Yeah, actually. we do. We'll get to that when we'll we're talking to... about... It. Yeah. yeah. Um... So, at the at the end of every episode, we rank all the films we've watched. Yeah. Uh, we are not allowed to look at our previous week's rankings, mm-hmm. but we are allowed to look at a list of the films that we've done, and we're allowed to write down our rankings as we go. Because... Just because we used to not do that, and it was a fucking nightmare. It was fine when we had four or five movies. Now yeah. we have 19. Yeah. Do you want to start us off? As always, number 19, The Good Old Boys, because we haven't been able to watch it. Number 19, The Good Old Boys, we've not been able to watch it, the bounty is still open. I say this every week, I can't believe we're in 19 movies. Yeah, I know, right? I'm very happy about what our 20th movie is going to be. Is it definitely our 20th? I'm not, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, because this was number 19. And then, number 18 for me, I'll Mm -hmm. stop doing the, the cheers after everyone now. Yeah. I think it is. Tightness AE. Number 18 for me is All the Pretty Horses. Yeah, I knew that was coming. I did not like this film at all. Well done, Billy Bob Thornton, for knocking Rising Sun off of its bottom place, a feat I did not think would ever be achieved. I, I predicted this coming. Yeah. You've not been this angry since the Rising Sun episode. I... I don't like this. I'm I don't like this, Sam. No. Why am I making Doctors... It's because of the Grinch stole Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> Number 17 for me is The Legend of Bagger Vance. Uh, number 17 for me, I believe, is Still Rising Sun. Number 16 for me is Field of Dreams. Uh, number 16 for me is Bagger Vance. Ooh. Oh, have we desynced again? I think we have. Damn. I think that. I think this. I actually think this has knocked everything off. Why? Because you're. Everything shifted up one? Yeah, I think but so. But that doesn't make sense. Uh, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. We'll get through it. Uh, so what are we on? Number... 15. God. Number 15? And this is where Rising Sun is? Mm-hmm. Uh, my one for number 15 is Field of Dreams. Okay. I think I know... I think I actually know the order now. I think um, I do too. Because I haven't... For me, my number 14... Uh-huh. My number 14 is this film. Okay. Pretty Horses. It's a three star for me. As I always say, my three stars are in an order... The order can kind of shift and change. Yeah. I just don't... I I wish I liked cowboy movies a lot. I don't yeah. particularly like, I like the a, genre. I like a good cowboy movie. I don't. I, I've i tried. They're just not my thing. Sure. Unforgiven is solid. I really like True Grit. Yeah. True Grit's oh, great. Oh, we're going to get to True Grit. We're going to get to True Grit. Someday. Someday. Uh, number 14 for me is Geronimo. See, I think Geronimo is better than this movie. That's sure. why it's... Yeah, so it low. is. Yeah. Uh, number 14 for me is Chasing Amy. Uh, number 13, Finding Forrester. Rounders. Number 12 then has 
gotta be uh yeah this is where we start getting to the movies that i do kind of like because i kind of like finding forrester i kind of like in my number 12 school ties mm-hmm. i think this is where geronimo is for me nice then i'm trying to remember where forrester is in all of this yeah my 11 is rainmaker yes you're yeah because the thing is i know where my number i know what number eight is and that's like my guiding light if that yeah. makes sense yeah, yeah so yeah. it's this gap here i always get so confused on yeah because it's the soup you know <laughs> it's where they all they're all kind of equivalent like yeah there's nothing particularly stand out um what do you say it's number 11 11 yeah my lo- number 11 is rainmaker my number 11 i think i would be finding forrester nice if nine forrester wasn't above mystic pizza or anything so yeah mm. it's finding forrester uh my number 10 is chasing amy yes What's my number 10? Oh, no. Glory Days is... God. You can tell no, I'm it's not this low. No, it's not this low. That's what I'm saying. Okay. I'm agreeing with you. I'm looking at our... Again, I'm like... I didn't do my trick where I looked at all the posters before I sat down okay, to record. Sure. So my brain, I'm like, oh, what's my number 10? God, we've done so many fucking movies. Uh... We are about to hit an important milestone, actually. Why? We're about to hit the point where I have to scroll down on the... Um, oh, wow. I have to scroll down on the spreadsheet to see the next film, because from Mystic Pizza to all the pretty horses fits on my phone screen, but just barely. So I've got The Good Old Boys, Titan A.E., Bagger Vance, Field of Dreams, Rising Sun, Pretty Horses, Chasing Amy, Rounders, Geronimo, Finding Forrester... School ties? Is school school ties? ties? Did we do an extra number? I don't think so. But I feel like... No, it's... No, it's... Is this your number 9 or your number... It's my number 9 or my number 10? Well, we know what your number 8 is. Yeah. Because my next movie I have in my head is school ties. Sure. Maybe it is school ties. Maybe it is school ties. I'm sorry. This is why we're doing this bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Our combined number eight. Uh, my number nine is Titan E. So if you've done your number nine, what's my number ten? Oh, fucking no. Ah. Have you not been writing these down? I have been writing them down. Oh, yeah, because you're doing it in fucking reverse order or whatever. That's how it works on yeah. my phone. Uh, See, I just write out 19 to 1, like, in the right order before I do it, so I just have to fill it in. But that's not uh, fun. Normally this is fine. It's more fun than dealing with this. Well, me getting a conf- ha- This is the bit you wanted with me getting confused. <laughs> You've wanted this bit for a True. reason. Yeah, go listen to the very worst, especially some of the later episodes. Um, their ranking section is cursed. I'm going to take two minutes to write out my full list so I can see what the fuck is going on right now. Okay, does that mean I'm allowed to do the same? Yes. Sure. Uh, Alright. Oh... <clears throat> I think I know what's yeah, happened. I got it. I forgot I have Glory Days a lot lower than I think I did. Okay. If that makes sense. Yeah, I think it does. Because I can remember like specific ones. Mm-hmm. Like I'm like, oh, I know this movie is number six and I know my top four. Sure. Then I'm like, hmm. <laughs> I'll recheck my list after we're done. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm still fucking thinking. One sec. Sean, you wanted this bit. So unprofessional. Can you fuck off? <laughs> you also had. I'm I'm good to go. I'm I've got it. I'm in pain. Something's <laughs> someone's cooked here. 
Alright, can I see it? Can I can I have a look yeah. at this? What are you missing? This is what I'm confused. Uh we're missing We're missing No, we've got all the pretty horses in here. Uh finding Forester. Where's is finding Forester? Ti- is it school ties we're missing? Right. Uh we're missing school ties, but we're missing something else as well, because we've done nineteen movies. Yeah, I know. Well what movie am um, I missing? <laughs> Rounders? Is Miranda's not in there? Shining mm. not in at the bottom? No. Oh, uh, Miranda's is in there. Yeah. Uh, shit. Um, <laughs> Titan. No. A.E. Bagger Vance. Field of Dream. Okay, hang on. I'm just gonna... Good old boys. I'm glad it's not just me. Pretty Horses. Rising Sun. Bagger Vance. Field of Dreams. Geronimo. Finding Forrester. School Ties. School Ties is missing. Yeah, but I, I know yeah. where that is. It's before... Rainmaker, Chasing Amy, Titan AE, Mystic Pizza, Courage Under Fire, Goodwill. Goodwill's in. Mr. Ripley. We're missing Glory Days. Is that it? Yeah, Glory Days isn't in there. I apologize, listeners. <laughs> but that's the bit. Yeah, I know what it is now. Yeah. Should we start from the bottom now? Because this has been so long. Or... Sure. Fuck it. Fuck Let's it. go. Let's. All right. Da, 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 da. Number 19, The Good Old Boys, a movie we have still not just been able to watch. It's inf- amazing that it's missing. Someday I'll find it. Someday. One day. Number ni- uh, 19 for me is also The Good Old Boys. Uh, number 18 for me, All the Pretty Horses, a uh, terrible film. Just 18 awful. for me is Titan A.E. It's not well yeah. looking. Uh, number 17, Rising Sun. Uh, number 17, The Legend of Bagger Vance. Uh, number 16, The Legend of Bagger Vance. Number 16, Field of Dreams. Number 15, Field of Dreams. Number 15, Rising Sun. Number 14, Geronimo. Number 14, All the Pretty Horses. Number 13, Finding Forrester. Number 13, Chasing Amy. Number 12, School Ties. Number 12, Rounders. Uh, number 11, The Rainmaker. Number 11, Geronimo. Uh, number 10, Chasing Amy. N- number 10, Finding Forrester. Uh, number 9, Titan AE. Number 9, School Ties. My mom watched School Ties last week. Oh, yeah? On the plane. Her one-line review was, man, that was homoerotic. Yeah, yes. Did I say number 9, Titan AE? Yeah. Yeah, number 8, Mystic Pizza. Number 8, Mystic Pizza. Yeah. We're good, baby. We're good. Fireside Gourmet going strong. Uh, number seven, Courage Under Fire. Number seven, Dogma. Number six, Goodwill Hunting. Number six, Glory Days. Number five, The Talented Mr. Ripley. Number five, Courage Under Fire. Number four, Rounders. Number four, The Rainmaker. Number three, Dogma. Number three, Will Hunting. Number two, Glory Days. Number two, Mr. Ripley. Number one, Saving I'm, Private Ryan. I'm a goddamn fine instrument of warfare. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry that my mind broke for that. Nah, don't listeners. worry about it. You're good. This is the pro- we do so many movies, and I I like to do it where I like write them out as I'm doing it because yeah. I don't want to just like write the whole list out ahead of time because I do feel like that's cheating. Sure. But sometimes I just I think, to be. I think soon we're gonna have to start doing that. Yeah. So it's not impossible. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I think once we hit number twenty, we can have. We have 30 seconds to write out the list before we start doing the writing. I like that, yeah. So we have 30 seconds before the episode, before we record. Yeah. Yeah. 
I think we should do it during the episode because we can be like looking at our rankings beforehand. Sure. Yeah. And we can, it's 30 seconds. We could like edit it out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> do we have IMDb trivi- trivia? Trivia? We do, but we're, as I've been saying, we're starting to fucking scrape the barrel. And if you have any Matt Damon facts, please send them my way. Yeah. Yeah. Again. A lot of them you're like, I do love the fact Matt Damon has had this weird, very early, like, little fucking Christian Bale, I gain a load of weight and I lose a load of weight thing going on at this yeah. stage of his career. It's bizarre. Yeah. So a lot of these are like, I gained weight for this role. So sure. I saved them for the movies. Where he does it. Yeah. yeah. We have a born fact. Ooh. Because we haven't done the born facts yeah. yet. And there's going to be trivia in the born. We're movie. getting so close to born. I'm very excited for born. Yeah. Are we going to be around when we born day? When, um, I don't think so. I think we'll get, we'll watch our first born before born day. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, it's something that he did for when he filmed The Born Identity. That when he's rehearsing fight scenes with stuntmen, he has to buy champagne, a bottle of champagne for the stuntman each time he accidentally hit them. Oh, cute. So he'd be like, sometimes I think they'd let me hit them. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, they could get the bottle. Get the bottle with Hell champagne. Yeah. Uh, and with that, we're done with the 2000s. The 2000s. We're done with 2000. We've got, we've got a lot to go in the 2000s. I think the 2000s is the most active period. Yeah. Um, great for us. Yeah. So happy. And next week, we're going to be talking about the Kevin Smithening. We are back. Our last Kevin Smith film for a very long time. Oh, uh, 40 episodes? F- about 40 episodes, yeah. We're not going to be... I'm going to miss him so much. But next I'm strangely week... weird, Will, too. Yeah. Next week, we're going to be watching Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Just us? No. A special guest star, um, who we've mentioned on this a couple times before, my, my boy Matthew is going to be on here. The first of the boys to, to guest on this podcast. Woo. Yeah, he said he's going to watch the movie twice. Why? Because he wants to. That's Matthew. Yeah, Matthew, a man who actually likes good movies. Yeah. Um, so it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting one. Um. Uh, so yeah, put your draft picks in for. Oh what you wait, th- shit! Hang on, I need to check the email. Uh, put your draft picks into the email for what you think Matthew's top four films are. Because we're doing instead of media next yeah, week. Yeah, I know what Matthew's top four films are because he was around just before. I recorded Titan AE, uh, and we were kind of joking about like keeping him around to like I before Hannah arrived I was like hey do you want to just say that you watched it and be our guest on this episode um, and I was like yeah that's cool I'm down with yeah. that and the boys were not happy that we I was could, he couldn't keep it under wraps that he hadn't seen the film but he will be on our next episode which is of course Jay and Silent Bob strike back Jay Direct. and Silent Bob strike back my boys are back by Kevin Smith 2001 Byline, uh-huh. Hollywood had it coming. When Jay and Silent Bob learned that their comic book alter egos, Bluntman and Chronic, have been sold to Hollywood as part of a big screen movie that leaves them out of any royalties, the pair travel to Tinseltown to sabotage the production. Hell yeah. Yeah, your normal. Oh, oh, Ben's playing, reprising his role from Chasing Amy. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he's also playing himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's going to go great, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is. Is It's been a while since we've seen Blunt Man and Chronic as well, actually, because they, they haven't really featured in... They didn't feature at all in Dogma. Will Ferrell's in this movie? Yeah. Yeah, so, like, it's Jason Matthews and Kevin Smith, their top build. Ben Affleck, 
Jeffrey Anderson, Brian O, Har- just a normal rose gallery of yeah. Kevin Smith people. Is Dwight Yule in it? Who's, uh, oh, let's see if Dwight Yule's in it. Tracy Morgan's in it, Chris Rock. Chris Rock is back, fuck yeah. Is he back as... No. No. Gus Van Sands in it? Fuck yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, Gus Van Sands. <laughs> oh, Hannah. There's a scene in this film. Oh, I know what this scene yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, I'm um, very excited to talk about that scene. John Stewart's in this? Yeah. Mark Hamill's in this? Uh-huh. Playing someone called the Cockknocker? Fuck yeah, he is. Uh, Harley uh, Quinn be- Smith's in it? I, yeah. Uh, I believe... So I haven't actually seen this film, but I believe that the Cockknocker is like the Jay and Silent or the Blunt Man and Chronic like Joker. <laughs> the Joker, baby. Yeah. Uh Dwight Yule, isn't it? Hell yeah. This is a massive cast. Yeah. Like a massive I'm scrolling. It's Kevin Smith's fucking masterpiece. Is it? Probably. I don't fucking know. Yeah, that's next week. Hell yeah. Um if you want to do we have any emails? No, we email. do not have any emails. Yeah. If you want to email us the show, what what do you think Matthew's top four might be? Yeah. And or just anything for us. Uh, Matthew, you're not allowed to, to do it. You can if you want, Matthew. No. I said so. Okay. He's going to... <laughs> he's, he's not going to listen to this. It's also coming out after he does the recording. True, actually, yes. That's how time yeah. works. Yeah, it is. Duh. Shout out to time. Keeps going forwards. Does it? Yeah. Was it... What... I'm about to get trippy. Um, yeah, uh, you can email us at sinewavepod at gmail.com. That's sinewavepod at gmail.com. Uh, you can contact us on uh, X, on no, Instagram. Twitter. Yes. Uh, at sinewavepod. You can check out our TikTok at sinewavepod32. 36. 36. And yeah, I think that's about all we got. That's about it. Yeah. I'm going to go You around. can phone me at... <laughs> if you want. Did you just dox yourself? No. What number was that? It was my phone number. (laughs) Sean! Oh my god! I'm too EP for this. Yeah. My lord. Um, (laughs) Please don't call Sean. Call me. I might answer. If I don't leave a message and we'll play it on the podcast. Sean! I'm gonna bleep my number out. I'm not... Yeah, I'm not... I'm not going through we'll with this. We'll buy a, like, we'll buy a phone. <laughs> we'll buy a burner. Yeah. We'll buy, like, a drug dealing phone. Fuck yeah. Okay, cool. I should end, we should end the podcast. Hey, next week's Kevin Smith. And then I think it's, like, an Oceans. Then it's Oceans, then... Is it the the Majestic? That's, yeah. And then Jerry. Jerry! Jerry! <laughs> Fields are deathly silent. Where the cotton used to grow I'm a stranger in a land That I used to know In a land A land I've not forgotten Look away Far away I know this. Oh, yeah. Um, big... <gasps> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Shall we begin? Let's go. <laughs> um. Hello, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> someday, it was someday when you do that, I'm gonna leave it in as the intro. <laughs> well, um. <laughs> well, me being like warming up my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> talking with my mouth. <laughs>